The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety, take their power back, and learn how to create a truly beautiful life. Each week, I'm speaking with amazing individuals who are experts in the field of entrepreneurship, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, sex, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a mom, a blogger, and a certified health coach. I'm obsessed with personal growth and change, and I've helped women all around the world regain alignment with what they truly value in life and remove the blocks preventing them from living their life to the fullest. If you're ready to stop living a half-life and move fully into your power, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey guys, in this episode, I'm speaking with branding and business coach, Michelle Knight. She's here to talk to us about how storytelling is the key to creating and expanding your personal brand and how it's crucial in connecting with your ideal base. And whether you have a business already or you're thinking about starting a blog or a business, you're really going to get a lot out of this episode because she offers so many great takeaways for how to do it, why you should be doing it, and the key things that you can start doing right now today to be successful and, and avoid some of the mistakes that we've all made in the past with trying to connect and not overshare. Um, so I think this episode is really crucial now, especially in this day and age, because sales and marketing have changed. It's not about being salesy and aggressive and selling. It's really moved more towards connecting and how do we connect with our ideal base. And so Michelle is amazing. She gives so much great information. So I think you're really going to love this episode and learn a lot. Enjoy. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about an amazing company. It's Branch Basics, and they make cleaning really simple, affordable, and sustainable. Their fragrance-free, multi-purpose concentrate is unique in that it's one formula diluted with different amounts of water, and it can replace all of your cleaning needs. Laundry detergent, stain removal, all-purpose, dishes, bathroom, floors, the list goes on. Since their products are refillable, Branch Basics is eco-friendly and economical. Not to mention, their products are safer on kids and pets. They're plant and mineral-based, they're free of harmful preservatives, they're biodegradable, and they're not tested on animals. Oh, and they're non-GMO. So as a mom, um, I'm really concerned about the chemicals that are in my house and what I'm exposing my family to. So using this product, using this company is something that I feel really good about. I can clean my house, it's sparkling clean, and I'm not poisoning my family in the process. Also, I'm obsessed with their oxygen boost for getting stains out of the boys' clothes. So you can go to branchbasics.com and use the code Liz15 for 15% off the starter kit and start cleaning your house in a safe way today. Well, hey, Michelle, I am so glad that you're here tonight. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So why don't you start us off about your journey into revitalizing all of these women's brands and businesses and really teaching them the art of storytelling? 
Yeah, it's been a fun journey, but a journey is a really good word to to describe it because it has been a process. And I'm looking at about two years now that I've actually had a profitable business, aka I've had a client. Uh, <laughs> but, my, but my business idea really started almost three years ago with the birth of my son. So I my son was born in December of 2015, and I had full intentions of returning back to work. Like I was going to be the wife that always worked. My husband would love to be a stay at home dad. And that was just kind of like our dynamic. Well, I had a really long labor with Cal. I had a very difficult postpartum. Um, we had trouble breastfeeding, my body healing, going through like, am, what am I now? <laughs> it's like, you're a mom, you're a woman, but you're not the same woman. And I had a really hard time with my identity. And it was really through that process that I realized that I really didn't want to return to the life that I had ultimately created. I really didn't want to go back to the nine to five. I wanted to have more flexibility, more freedom. And so I set in motion discovering this entrepreneur world. My extent at that point was like blogging. I knew that there were bloggers out there. I knew that they made money and I may or may not have dabbled in blogging very unsuccessfully for some time. (laughs) And I started finding more and more about being an entrepreneur and this coaching world and everything. And over the next nine months, I raised a baby. I worked a nine to five and I built my business and then I left it. And I've been doing this, you know, full time with air quotes since September of 2016. Wow. What was that moment like where you realized that, okay, it's okay now for me to walk away? Or how did you know that it was okay for you to walk away from your full-time safe gig? I don't, I really think it was my husband, if I'm being transparent. I don't know if I ever fully trusted it. Um, The first initial feeling of being like, this is what I want. I, my husband was like, okay, let's make it happen. And almost his response was like, wait, I'm sorry. What? You're supposed to tell me no. You're acting like a crazy person. This isn't what we're supposed to do. Um, but that's definitely his style. And then over the next nine months, my goal was originally a full year and to really save up and all of that. But I was struggling to get clients because the time was really difficult. And he, at dinner one day, was just like, why don't you just leave tomorrow? Like you could leave Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And I know that if you do that, you can dedicate more time to showing up, giving value, sharing your story, and you'll sign a client. And he was right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I ended up leaving about a month later. I gave a notice. I actually liked my job. So I didn't just (laughs) leave out. I was really kind. Um, But I really think it was my husband having that belief in me that allowed me to be like, yes, this will work. This can work. I fully believe in myself. That's awesome. And I think so many women like have gone through that exact same process, you know, having a baby, feeling like you've just been turned upside down with your identity and, and, you know, who you are as a woman and who you are as this new mother. I mean, it's so strange. And I think so many people listening who don't have kids know going in that it's not what you think it's going to be. Mm-mm. Just know that. And even mothers now, like I'm, I know they're, they're nodding their heads. Yes, because it's such a different experience than what we're prepared for. And everyone will tell you things and you see your friends have kids and your family members. And, you know, I know from my own experience, it was, it was a whirlwind, you know, it was, it was like, what, what just happened? You know, what, what's going on? <laughs> 
nobody talked about it in my world. Like I was uh, so fortunate to have a doula, which was a family, which was a cousin of my husband. And she was definitely more attentive to the postpartum, but nobody else, none of my friends, nobody (laughs) talked about it. And I was like, well, after I was like, why is no one talking about this? Like, this is what we should be talking about. But you described it so well in that it's like your whole, you're flipped upside down. And I think part of the thing was my husband watched me go through that. And then he watched me get really excited and motivated and lit up again about this business. And he was like, that's it. And he could see that I couldn't really see it in the moment. So having him kind of push me was helpful. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, the support from your spouse is huge. And if you don't have that, you know, having support from people online or, you know, family members, I mean, that all podcast, listening to podcasts. I mean, I can't tell you how much I've learned just from listening to amazing podcasters out there because it's all good. You know, it's all helping that final goal of, of getting to where you want to go. So I want to dive into that and what you actually do with clients. Um, so why do you think storytelling specifically is the best way for entrepreneurs and businesses to succeed and connect with clients? So I think ultimately we lose the human connection when we are running an online business. And it's not like the first thing that we think about because we're talking to no one, right? Like there are people there, but they're not in the same room as us. And so being able to show up and have this human side to our content and what we're talking about and our live streams and all of that is so important because it builds that connection. And I think one of the most important things that we can do in creating a business is to really focus on trust. And I don't know about you, but when I hear someone get vulnerable and talk about these things, it gives me permission to then share that or show up or say, oh, that's happened to me too. And I trust them more, right? Those are the podcasts I go back to time to time. Those are the books that I read. Those are the brands that I follow. The ones that aren't afraid to say, this is my truth. This is what's happened to me. What about you? And when I was breaking into the, it makes me sound like a dinosaur, two years ago, three years ago, (laughs) when I was starting, a lot of people weren't talking about storytelling. Mm. It's definitely taken off a ton because I think people started to realize, oh, wait, this can't just be like pitch, pitch, pitch strategy, follow the structure. I have to show up and I have to be vulnerable and I have to build a relationship with my audience. And I think that is the reason story and like being your most authentic self is so important. So I'm curious, how do you create a line between being really vulnerable, you know, sharing your story and then oversharing and like, you know, alienating people or just giving too much. I mean, cause it's kind of like going on a date, you know, you want to yeah. <laughs> show your best self and share something and be vulnerable, but you don't want to just blah, like put it all out there. Yes, totally. I call it dear diary. Like this is not your diary. You guys, we need to think before we put it out there. And so I think there's a couple things that have to go into it. One, you really have to know your audience because I've seen content. I've been guilty of it early on where I'm just talking about things, but I'm not thinking about how my audience will actually connect to that. And if you're sharing things in that way, it's kind of missing the mark to creating a profitable business, right? You're just talking to talk. We're not actually building that trust and connection. So I think doing the ideal client work, which is, I feel is so controversial in the online space. You either love it or you hate it, but (laughs) I find it to be truly necessary in knowing who those people are that you want to attract and what parts of your story they will 
resonate with most, especially when you're starting out. I didn't share everything I share now. I was really strategic with the parts of my story that I knew my audience would connect with. But as my brand has grown, I've been able to talk about more things like postpartum. Never talked about that in the beginning. Um, My struggle with perfectionism, those different things I've been able to introduce to my audience as we've gone along. So I think knowing your audience is huge. And then I also really believe that things are still need to be sacred. If we're going through it, sometimes we need to go through it before we can share it. That's not always the case. Sometimes we feel comfortable. Um, sometimes we feel comfortable talking about it while we're going through it. It's really important that we understand that if we're going through something, we don't have to share it in that moment. We can wait an hour, a week, a year, if that's what we need to do, because we also need to be coming from a place where it feels comfortable, right? Because vulnerability is scary. It is scary to put ourselves out there, but we have to be a little bit comfortable with it and be like, I'm putting this out there. I know it will do val- uh, you know, serve my audience, but if we're in it, sometimes it doesn't feel that way. So also, you know, keeping something sacred. And I think the last thing that I really encourage people to do is to always ask yourself when you're about to share a story, how does this give value to my audience? If you can't answer that question, it's probably not the right time to share it. And you can put it in the little reserve bank for later and you can tap back into that when you need to. But that's one of the the tricks that I've used every single time I go to create content. Is this going to be valuable to my audience? What are they going to walk away from when I share this? I love that. That is so incredible. And I hope our listeners are burrowing that away and keeping it for later because it's key. I mean, and you see it time and again, people posting stuff, entrepreneurs or businesses, and you're like, huh, okay. You know, and they just kind of skim right through it. And then you don't go back there because it was weird or just kind of out there. Um, So yeah, that totally makes sense. And so what do you do when a client is, you know, a little bit adverse to getting vulnerable? I mean, some people... I am a private person. I am a business person. I am a professional. There is no way I can talk about my marriage or talk about my kids or, you know, my issues with food or even if they're in the coaching space. So how do you speak to them and get them to kind of get more comfortable with putting their true selves out there? Yeah. So one of the things that I really focus on with my clients and the women that I attract is this isn't just about your business. This is about your brand. I want you to create a brand, something people can latch onto from all different walks of life, right? Like maybe it's one thing that's a part of your brand that people really resonate with, but they stick around and they trust you and then they refer you to their friends. And then maybe when the time comes and they're ready to hire you, you know, they'll do that. But they fall in love with your brand, not the service or the product. And I feel like that's a big shift for people. When they start thinking about the big picture in that way, they're like, oh, wow. I want to make this impact. I want to be able to help this person. And they realize that, hey, that comes with being able to show up as their true selves. I also think something that's really powerful is um, something I said like on my first podcast on accident. And now I have a poster of it in my office, (laughs) but it's um, someone somewhere needs to hear your message, not everyone everywhere. And when we can get really attached to that someone and we just always know that we're doing it for them. Like you should be turning people away with your story, right? Like we talked, like you just said, like people should be scrolling through and being like, that's not for me. But Mm -hmm. if you know that your audience is like, oh my gosh, that's me. You're talking to me. There's something that happens where it's like, oh, that's my purpose. That's my calling. It's in alignment with my mission. 
And when you're mission driven, it definitely helps with showing up and being vulnerable. I love that answer. It's so, it's so true. Like I got chills when you were saying that. And whenever that happens, I know that the guest is saying something that's absolutely true, you know, mm-hmm. and speaks to so many other people too. So I love that. I mean, as far as building brands, you know, big businesses, small businesses, where do you think people get it wrong the most? I really think it's the, it's not focusing on relationships. No matter what type of business you have, if you sell rings that you make in your basement, (laughs) you know, it's like every single thing that you do should be focused on the relationship. Because I think one of the most important things as a business owner is recurring customers, referrals. Like those are the things. I mean, think about the big brands that we love. We keep going back time and time again. That's why they're so successful because we trust them and we've built this relationship. And so if people aren't focused on that and they're more focused on the service, the product, not having those conversations, not answering the DMs, right? Mm -hmm. Not answering the comments on Instagram, then really missing the mark, especially at the the way that social media and the industry is changing really quickly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing now. And I feel like so much money is still being spent on like TV ads and, you know, the old way of marketing. And it's, it's part of the past. Like you talk about a dinosaur, that part of our, like no one watches commercials anymore. Like everything is focused so much on social media now. So I love that you're at the forefront of, of really, you know, dedicating all this energy and this expertise to that, because that's where the future is. It absolutely is squarely placed on social media. Yes. I mean, think about those big brands and businesses who used to run ads. They're looking for influencers now. Mm -hmm. They're looking for brands who have a trusted community, who have great engagement, who have strong relationships, and they're paying them to promote their products. Absolutely. Because that's where it's all at. They're like, well, why would I spend a bunch of money on an ad that I don't know if it's going to even reach my ideal audience when I can just narrow and funnel in to this specific person who I know already has trust. And that kind of also builds in that, like, you know, one of the reasons that you go on podcasts, the one of the reasons product, you know, people want to talk to you is because you've built trust with your community. And if they trust you and you bring this person in or this product in, they're going to be like, Ooh, I want that too. I can't tell you how many products I have found from Instagram because somebody I follow is like, this is my favorite. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go buy it. (laughs) Absolutely. Guilty. (laughs) Totally. But then it turns out to be amazing. (laughs) No, the best skincare of my life I found from an Instagram post. (laughs) I love it. So for those of our listeners who have kind of like you, you know, dabbled in blogging or, you know, I get a lot of messages from stay at home moms who are looking for something, some kind of purpose, some kind of fulfillment, but they're not really sure where to start. Mm. What would you say to them? Where do they, where do they get started? Yeah. So I think one of the first things to think about is the big picture. Like, where do you want to be in five or 10 years? And I know sometimes that's really scary, but we do not ask ourselves that enough. I mean, someone just asked me the other day, 20 years. And I was like, man, I thought I was like planning ahead, but like, I don't even know how old I'll be. And so (laughs) I think looking at like the big picture, like, what do you want? Where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? I think that's such an important part of the process. And then kind of thinking, how am I going to get there? What's going to lead me there? And starting with what you have right now. So I think it's Mike Dooley who is like, start with what you have in this moment. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to do what you want to do in five years. Start now and work your way up there. But having that clear vision in mind to know what you're working towards is huge. And then 
going back and thinking, what do I have now? What do I know? What could I teach? What do I love talking about? What do I, you know, what do my friends come to me for? And that's kind of the process of starting to figure out what is your niche? What is that area in which you can really shine? And know that where you're starting is not where you will be forever. This is your starting place. And I think sometimes when we're, when we're starting, we're like, oh, but I want to be here or this is, but I can't be, I'm not there yet because I don't know this and this. It's like start now and just constantly be learning and growing and evolving into that five, 10 year picture. I love that. And can you talk to our listeners a little bit about the importance of niche? Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) So important because if you look, I mean, look at your Instagram, look at your social media, how many people out there are doing the same freaking thing? You know what I mean? Like I'm a branding mentor and I know about a hundred, I have friends who are branding mentors, but it's like, what do I focus on? I focus on story. That's my superpower as I like to call it. And that is my very specific niche. And niching down is so important because it goes in alignment with like not talking to everyone everywhere, not Mm. trying to do everything. When we try to do everything, we're not good at anything. So getting really, really great and specific on one piece and getting results for your clients and showing up and giving value and becoming an expert in that industry is going to allow you to grow a lot faster than focusing on something that's really broad. And what, what's your advice for people who, you know, may not be the most patient, you know, they want to be super successful. I want thousands and thousands of followers in three months. You know, I saw so-and-so do it. What would you say to them to kind of, like you said, like have the long game in mind? Yeah, I'm really guilty of this because (laughs) I am so, I love that you're so honest. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I am. I mean, like even just this weekend, my husband had to be like, all right, you need to check yourself because look at everything that you've done. Right. But I'm always like, okay, what's next? And, you know, for me, that comes from a a years and years of really struggling perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And so I would say if that's something that your listeners really identify with, definitely do the work around that because it will keep biting you in the butt time and time again if you don't. But I think my best piece of advice is to unfollow Like it seems so simple, but if there are people who are triggering you, if there are people who you feel inadequate around, right? Even if they are your friends, it doesn't mean you have to follow them on social media. I have friends that I've been mastermind partners with and I'm like, I can't follow you on Facebook because sometimes you post things and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that yet. Right. Mm. So I think like removing the distractions, removing the places where we don't feel like um, we're, we're doing great, but then also staying in our own lane and focusing on all of the things we have done. Every tiny thing that you have done, whether that's today you added two people to your email list or today you, you know, did a webinar and one person bought, like whatever it is, focus on every single thing that you have done because there are people out there who are looking at you. And I think sometimes we forget that. I love that you just said that, like really paying attention to your wins, like Mm -hmm. every single day. And I can take that, you know, as far as like being a mother, you know, Hey, I got my kids to brush their teeth tonight. That's a win, you know, No joke. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what we kind of have to do. And I think honestly, for me, like I wouldn't have been able to build this brand to where it is now. Um, if I hadn't been a mother and, and really been forced to being imperfect and, you know, being a mess half the time and this is a mess. Kids aren't doing what I say they're going to have to do. I mean, that was so many great lessons in those hard moments that I can apply to my business world. And I'm sure that you can say the same thing. 
Yeah, I would probably still be wrapped up in this perfectionism world had I not become a mother. There was a moment when my son was born, your most vulnerable moment to date. Every mother knows this. It's the most vulnerable you'll ever be when your child is born. And it was really hard for me because I had spent my whole life being in control or trying to be in control of things. And so all of that, right? Like going through the postpartum, even today with Cal, like my son, like, he's not listening to me because he's almost three. <laughs> Why would he? He's, age, he's acting age appropriate. <laughs> he really is. And like you said, it's like, I'm learning all of these different things that I can then like apply to my business. And I think it's about like releasing the control and trusting and knowing that you are doing a good job. And time and time again, it's the people who say, I don't know if I'm doing well enough, or I don't feel like I'm a great mother are the ones that are killing it because mm-hmm. they're actually concerned right? Um, that's what I've always found. I love that. And that's so true. I just got chills again. So it's true. Um, <laughs> what about people who are just graduating from college? You know, I mean, this is the world that we're living in. Um, what would you say to them? Where do they get started in building their brands? Because really, I find that everyone is kind of a brand now, whether you think that you are or not. Everyone should be. (laughs) Okay. Talk about that. I want to hear more about that. Yeah, totally. So yes, everyone is a brand. Like everything that you're putting out online right now is part of your brand. It is part of your message that you are putting out into the world. That's just the world in which we live in. And I feel like we have to stop fighting it and just start accepting it and loving it and owning it and saying like, this is my platform. This is what I want to share. So I think to kind of go back to like those going, first off, if you're in college, focus on this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it was like my senior and I'm a late graduate. I went back to school, but it was like my senior year. They're like, you should worry about what you're putting on social media. And I was like, oh crap. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Start focusing on that now. Like what is your online presence saying about you? Whether you want to go get a job or you want to start getting brand deals on Instagram, or you want to explore the entrepreneurial world. It really does not matter. It's so important. And for all of the listeners who are like just getting out of college, uh, my biggest advice would be like, what do you really want to do? I mean, honestly, like I was definitely that person who went to college and was told what I should do that backfired. So I went back to college and then everyone's like, this is where you should work. And I tried it and it didn't feel in alignment with who I was. And it was a journey. And one of the things that I'm constantly telling people or asking people is like, what do you actually want to do? Right. You get one life, right? Like, and I know too well from my own story that like it can end quickly. And so if you're not doing something that you love, that lights you up, do what you want to do. And if that's entrepreneur, like in the entrepreneur space, and you're not quite sure what that looks like, just start sharing your story. And that's why I think storytelling again is so important is because you can start doing that right now. You have a story right now that someone needs to hear. You might not have a business. You might not know what a content calendar is. Like you might not have a visibility plan or anything like that, but you know how to use Instagram or Facebook. I know you do, (laughs) probably YouTube. And you have a story that you can start sharing and that will start developing your brand and your brand awareness. And then when the time comes, when you are ready to offer a product or a service, people, again, trust you and are invested in you and want more of what you're offering. That's just such brilliant advice. I love, love, love that you just said that. And really what I'm getting just from listening to you is that you really maybe didn't know what you wanted to do, but you know how you wanted to live. 
Mm, wanted yeah. to have freedom and you wanted to be there with your son and have flexibility. That to me is a why, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but this is how I want my life to be my one life. Yeah. And I love that you talked about the why, because we hear that a lot in the online space. And for me, that was totally it in the beginning. And honestly, I think I created my why 10 years ago when mm. I had that moment. And I was like, what do I want to do? What do I want to be remembered for? for? What impact do I want to have? And I, again, didn't know exactly how I was going to get there. I didn't even know at the time that I wanted to be a mother, but like everything that I was doing, I was constantly like, is this making me freaking happy? Is this putting out into the world what I want to put out into the world? And I think that goes back into an alignment with your brand is how you're representing yourself online, how you want to be represented out into the world. I love that you were always checking in with yourself, you know? I mean, it seems like you were always taking the temperature. Is this, does this feel right? Because so many people are on autopilot and I say that all the time because it's true. They're not checking in and then they wake up and it's 20 years at the same job and they're miserable or, and they don't know why, you know, they're Mm. depressed or anxious. Yeah, I, I think, and, you know, just to kind of touch on it a little bit, I, I lost my brother to childhood cancer. And so that is a big part of my story. And it was that moment, because I can't say I was like that before. I was mm-hmm. definitely on the hamster wheel. But it was in that moment that I was like, okay, hold on. Like, how, how do I know? Like, how do I, I don't want this to be my story. I don't want this to be how my story ends. Like, I want to be in the driver's seat and do things that make me happy and fall in love and explore and travel. And that's when I really started asking myself, like, who is Michelle? Who is this person? Because the person everyone else could describe as me at that time was not true. It was just Mm. a mask that I put up. And so it's been a journey and entrepreneurship definitely fast tracked that. (laughs) But um, I do think that one of the things is just always checking in. And I do it now in my business as well. If there's something where I'm like, I'm doing this or someone tells me I need to do it. And I start to recognize that, like you're talking about chills, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know when my body is resisting me. I know I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I have to ask myself, okay, are you doing this? Cause other people are telling you you should do this. Or do you actually want to do this? And I've canceled launches. I've canceled all kinds of things because they just didn't excite me. I love that. I love that. You really seem to trust your intuition. It, it's something I'm learning more and more. I've definitely, um, I think it's always been there, but to pinpoint it and to understand that that is intuition and to start recognizing it as intuition has something that I've been exploring more and more over the past couple of years, especially as a mom. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think that really it does, like we all, like men and women, I think have it naturally. It's mm-hmm. that ability to tap into it. And when I think when you have kids, it like breaks you open and then you're like, you have all these like psychic abilities. Where's my child? <laughs> oh, he's outside. But it's totally. like- it's such a start to that. And then, yeah, it's like, I always, I kind of do these, this exercise where it's like, I'll, I'll practice and I'll be like, okay, what does a yes feel like? You know, mm. is my name Liz? Yes. I feel in my body. Is my name Michelle? No. And so it's like, okay. Then I ask myself like a real question, should I do this? And then I feel it again. And it's like little, you know, like practices like that really help me kind of get in tune and kind of prime that, that intuition muscle. Oh, I love that. I just took a major mental note. (laughs) That is so cool because I think that's one of the things that I've really been focused on this year is like strengthening that muscle. Yeah. Right. And so that way in the moment when I need it and I need it quickly, I know the answer. It's like anything else. And I think too, like, especially when you're in the entrepreneurial space, um, you've got to have that. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, more than anyone. 
Mm -hmm. It's so true. I think there's this blend of strategy and mindset intuition, and we really have to have both. And if you have one, I mean, one might lead a little bit more. I know for me, it's always been strategy, Mm -hmm. hands down from the beginning. But when I'm able to tap into both and use both, that's when my business really takes off. Oh yeah. That's next level. I mean, that's science and art. Yes. Kind of to put a bow on everything, what would you want our listeners? What's one big takeaway that you want them to remember from your core message and our talk tonight? So I think the biggest thing is that you should focus on creating the brand over just the business. Really focus on the relationships, the the trust that you are building, and what you ultimately want your brand to say in the world. And give yourself permission to evolve, right? Give yourself permission to to evolve your niche, to evolve your message, to evolve the aesthetics of your brand, whatever it is. And that is what I think one of the beautiful things about a personal brand is, is we are able to do that. We just have to give ourselves the permission to put ourselves out into the world, how we want to put ourselves out into the world. And that it's okay not to be perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> That's like, we could probably do another podcast episode. Absolutely. We could talk all day about that one. <laughs> so I do have some rapid fire questions if you're ready. I love them. Okay. Storytelling is? Vulnerability. Mm. I believe in? The power of love. I'm grateful for? My son. Mm. Love is? I want to say compassion. Hmm. Mm. Last one. What's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? That you have the power to write your own ending. Mm. I love that. And what a great way to tie it all in. (laughs) I love it. I love those questions. Ooh, those are so good. I know we get deep on this show, but I I feel like it, it does the most good. Absolutely. It's the, it's the vulnerability. It's the trust. It's the relationship building. It's the giving people permission. Like you said, bringing it all full circle. Yeah. Um, so if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you on social? Yeah. So I'm on, I'm on all the socials. I'm primarily hanging out on Instagram and Facebook. It's at brand Mary coaching and it's B R A N D M E R R Y coaching. I also have a private community called authentic brand builders. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to come in, we talk a lot about story and supporting each other. So, um, that's a Facebook community as well. And I have tons of stuff on my website, brandmary.com a blog, resources, all, all the things are on that website. All the things. I all the it. things. And that'll all be in the show notes, of course. Michelle, this was such an honor, such a pleasure. I think I got chills three to four times, which is, that means it's going to be a really good show. So <laughs> I love you. that. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for asking the hard questions. I think that that is uh, where the most value comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for shining your light. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Michelle Knight. I hope you learned a ton. And if you feel like someone in your life could benefit from what she was teaching, what we were talking about in this episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't already, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. It does so much for the show. And I'm going to start spotlighting the new reviews that are coming in because it lets me know that I'm on the right path and I'm doing the right thing. And I love getting feedback. It makes the show better. So head on over to iTunes, leave that five-star review, share it with a friend, and I'll see you next time.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 